0: hello everyone this is the Mail for real podcast yes that is right this is the Mail for real podcast and this is your host jmail flying at you solo today for a week 14 power ranking show yes that is right a week 14 power ranking show uh first off i want to lead off the show by apologizing that there were no week, week 13 installments of the Mail for real podcast it's it's that time of year and uh got another little one on the way. And uh it's the first little one's birthday. And I, I, I do ask that you forgive me for um for, for not giving you week 13 content, but I can assure you that there will be content the rest of the way except for maybe the week that the uh that the little one on the way is born. So uh, but I will be I will communicate better on that week as, and as that time gets closer. That due date is January 10th, for what it's worth. So um so yeah, it right, right around that time. Uh, but, you know, more coming on that in the future. Once again, I apologize. And, uh, but I'm glad to have you guys back listening today. I'm glad to be back and I really, I'm just excited for, uh, yeah, no, we're headed towards playoff football. Uh, for those who play fantasy football, we're, we're uh, this is the final week before the fantasy playoffs. Um, you know, unless you're in a weird league where it goes to week 15 and there's only, you know, two, two weeks of playoffs. Um yeah, I'm in one of those. So, uh, and I guess some commissioners might have opted to do only 13 weeks of the season, which, in which case your playoffs begin this week. But I feel like for a lot of leagues out there, that now uh, you are uh, this is your final week of play before, uh, before the fantasy playoffs. So, and then uh, the playoff picture is starting to get a little bit clearer the AFC and NFC, but uh honestly, it's just a hodgepodge at this point in time. Uh it, It's been one of those seasons. It's been one of those seasons where the teams are all clumping a little more towards the middle than they have in the past. So, it's going to make for some exciting football these next uh, uh these next, what is it? Five weeks? Yeah. Uh, 14, 15, 16 17, 18. Yeah, five weeks. Wow. I mean, I, I guess that, yeah, there's still plenty of football to be played. The last of the buys do happen this week, so uh, so yeah. Uh, from here on in, we'll be seeing all 32 teams uh, every sun, every single Sunday, and uh, the buys are uh, the buys this week to close them all out are New England, Indianapolis, Miami, and Philadelphia. So so leaving that there, uh, let's just dive right in. And um, last week, I I would have put the Detroit Lions below the Houston Texans for the first time. If I did the power rankings, but uh, Detroit went and got a win this week, and a win in, in a pretty amazing fashion, and uh, Houston went and got their quarterback injured again. So uh, you know, the truth is, these Texans of Tyrod Taylor have been better than the Davis Mills Texans. So why wouldn't I dump on Houston again and drop them back down to the thirty-second spot at the record of two and ten, fresh off a nice blowout loss to uh, India, uh, Indianapolis, and uh, yeah, playing the Seattle Seahawks is uh, yeah, the Seattle Seahawks is coming week. Who are fresh off the win over at san francisco um it's hard to believe it's going to get any better for houston at this point in time uh their high point was when detroit was winless uh clocking in at 31 uh that detroit win actually means something to me because i didn't put them at 31 either i put the jacksonville jaguars the two and ten jacksonville jaguars at 31. you know it's potato, with pot- potato at this point in time but um you know, because Detroit is getting the number one draft pick at this point, if they still have theirs. I believe they do still have theirs. But at the same time, Detroit has been playing uh, scrappier and closer games the majority of the season, and Jacksonville just suffered a big blowout loss to the Los Angeles Rams. They're going to face the Tennessee Titans this week in Tennessee. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, Tennessee has had a reputation of losing the bad teams. They've lost to the uh, the Texans and the Jets, so maybe the Jaguars. I think, why not us? Um, and the truth is, AJ Brown and Derek Henry still aren't that yet. But the they do get Julio Jones back. And honestly, what has Jacksonville really done to make you believe that this is going to get too much better for them? All right, clocking in at thirty, Detroit Lions huge win over the Minnesota Vikings. You know, you know honestly, it, it's hard to believe that a team's first win of the season could be huge. But really, this kind of um, I, I'm sure that. Everyone in that locker room is breathing a sigh of relief at this point. Remember, this is a new regime. This is a new head coach. This is a new general manager, and it's it's a team that is very under talented that they couldn't fix that they couldn't really fix this year. But this is the start of moving forward for the Detroit Lions. And yeah, I get it. I shouldn't be getting excited over a 110 and one team. But at the same point in time, this was the win. This is the monkey off their back. And now they can focus on getting better. Now they can focus on improvement. And who knows? They might actually start winning some of these close games because they finally proved to themselves that they can win. And they finally proved that Dan Campbell. Uh, they finally proved to Dan Campbell that that, that 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 they can win in even the crazy situation. You know, Minnesota uh, was was in the playoffs at that point in time when they did it, and uh, a divisional rival. So it's as huge of a spot as any. of um, well, it probably could have only been bigger if it was Green Bay. So, yeah, congratulations, Detroit Lions. Uh, Jared Goff uh, was one of the NFL players of the week this week, and uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, huge catch at the end. Uh, they will be going to Denver to take on the Broncos this week. Very winnable game for them. Coming in at the 29th spot, the New York Jets, the 3-9 and nine New York Jets, fresh off the uh, a blowout loss to Philly, but honestly, the refs were all over that. That game should have been much closer than what it was. The Jets, Zach Wilson had flashes of brilliance. Uh, yeah, there's still plenty wrong with that defense. like, uh, ha- who would have guessed that the Jets' offense would look better than their defense at this point in time during the season? A Robert Sala led defense. Uh, I'm just, I'm still as shocked as anybody else. Um, yes, the the refs definitely helped uh, the Eagles a lot in that game. They, uh, too many. Missed calls, too many ticky tack calls, all favoring the Eagles. It was just kind of ridiculous. Actually, I'm just going to put it this way: it's kind of criminal. Criminal. I hope the NFL investigates that game because it wouldn't be shocking to find out that uh, that uh, those refs bet on the Eagles. Like, uh, you know, what? Uh, you know, I'm not even sorry for saying that statement. And if you're an Eagles fan listening to this, too bad. You you know that you were you know that you were set up in a good position by those refs. So don't. I don't even want to hear it from you. Um, but yeah, uh, that's a little bit of Jets stand coming through right now, uh, honestly. Uh, and I, I don't make excuses for the Jets often at all, but I, I, I call it out when I see crap. I, I've seen crap multiple times this year. I haven't actually seen crap against the Jets this year. Uh, a lot of the games where they shot themselves in the foot and had too many penalties, I felt they were well deserved. As a matter of fact, I felt that more could have been called. This game was full of crap from the refs. So I'm not going to drop the Jets. Uh, I, any for uh into the consideration with the bottom three teams because they are a much better team and they're going to go and play New Orleans this week and honestly very winnable game with how much the Saints are sliding and they come in at uh 28th on my list at the record of five and seven fresh off the loss to Dallas fresh off of two primetime Thursday night losses in which they got completely embarrassed now going to the New York Jets honestly you want to continue the trail of embarrassment this is the spot to do it so uh um, but you know, with that said, uh Taysom Hill did uh in his first start of the season, I know I've been calling for him multiple times, uh, four interceptions uh, just kind of makes it look like, uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, I guess it really just doesn't matter who they're starting if it's not Drew Brees or another competent NFL quarterback, because you know, the truth is multiple turnover games Winston, multiple turnover games Simeon, multiple turnover games Taysom Hill. Uh yeah, it, it just hasn't been pretty. There hasn't been quarterback play. Um, I, I don't know how it gets better there. They have a great defense. They're squandering such a great defense, but in the end, it really doesn't matter if they can't punch the ball into the end zone. So moving right along to the 27th spot, the four and eight New York Giants. I, I got a little higher on the Giants for a while, but, uh, they've come back to earth over the course of the last, uh, over the course of the last two weeks. And, um, yeah, no, it's, um. This loss at Miami was a bad one. This was a game that they needed to have. And, you know, honestly, a lot of the offensive weapons were back. Saquon was on the field. Danny Dimes was on the field. And they only managed to put up three field goals. Um, it's time to blow it up and start over. You know, it's it, it just really is. It's um, You've gotten all you can get out of this group. Uh, there, there needs There needs to be a rebuild. The Giants are only fooling themselves by by acting like it doesn't, uh, it doesn't need to start fresh. So um, now, and they're going to face the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, if, if this the defense has proven, oh, no, okay, the offense needs to blown up and maybe the front office. This defense has proven that they could slow people down. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if this defense were able to slow down the Los Angeles Chargers a little. I just lack the confidence in this offense to get the job done when the game is on the line. Moving up the list to the 26th spot is the Atlanta Falcons at a record of five and seven, fresh off of uh, a blowout loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, yeah, they're going to play the, uh, the at Carolina uh, against the Panthers this week to see who takes last place in that, um, in that NFC South. Um, I completely get it that in theory, they both have playoff records. By the way, we're going to double dip because uh, 25 have Carolina five and seven fresh off of a five set to play Atlanta. And I get it. In theory, the winner of this is right in the thick of the NFC playoff picture. But that's only because there's there's a chance that a bad team is going to make the playoffs in the the NFC. Uh, Carolina has a strong defense. um, But, you know, they're now without Christian McCaffrey again. The Cam Newton's flashy brilliance may, may become something better for them. But honestly, it might already be over. And, uh, you know, the Atlanta defense is a little bit better, but they continue to struggle losing one weapon after another on the offense. Um, yeah, uh, you know, this this game is going to come down to probably who can make more plays, Cordaro Patterson or Cam Newton. And uh, right now, I'm not even sure I care, because one of them will be taken out of playoff contention this week, and one of them will ball out of playoff contention in the near future. So, yeah, uh, moving up the list to – to 24th, the Chicago Bears have a record of four and eight, fresh off a a, a loss to Arizona, in which they got the running game back on track. Honestly, um, four and eight, they they dug themselves too deep of a hole to come back, in my opinion. But because they would literally have to run the table and get help, but the Chicago Bears have actually looked better recently. Um, uh, I shouldn't say that. This past week gave me hope that this offense can get back on track with the running game. Justin Fields is coming back to the field. You know, there's something about this team that um, they they have one of the most dreadful offenses in the NFL, but you could see how they could potentially get it started. And it looks this past week like they got it started, uh, like they uh, started to get it started. Now, again, this was against Arizona. This was in a, a loss. So, you know, the, the opponent's strong. It was Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins coming back. Um, but it, it still goes down as an I um, I don't know. The hole might be too – the hole's too big at this point in time. But uh, if they want to – if they want to start their climb out of it, they got a tough opponent in Green Bay this week, at Green Bay. So, who knows? Uh, if they If they can win this game, then m- maybe – Maybe I'll start the leaving a little, especially if they put 150 yards on the ground during the game. All right. Moving up to the 23rd spot at the Seattle Seahawks in a record of four and eight, fresh off, but uh, an upset victory over San Francisco, who they, who they kind of always seem to beat anyway. Um, yeah. And going to Houston to take on the Texans this week, I, I wrote the Seattle Seahawks off. Um, thankfully, I wrote them off on a week where I didn't do the show. So in, in, uh, in full transparency, I had the Seattle Seahawks ranked as the fifth worst team in the NFL last week. I just never got to release those power rankings. Um, kind of glad I did, but again, I'm, I'm being transparent now. But I kind of thought Russell Wilson was done for the season because the way the finger was. And honestly, I, I'm, I'm still not 100% sure but i'm more much more confident now than i've been since he's left um but that said hats off to travis homer because the seahawks probably don't win that game without his big plays on special teams so yeah so yeah um big special teams play got seahawks a win versus a very tough san francisco team i'll give them a lot of credit because that san francisco team was was peaking they were hot they they were doing the, uh, the right things. They, they had gotten back into the playoff race. They're, ac- they're actually still in the playoffs if the season were to end today. So uh, that's a very impressive win for Seattle. But like Chicago, I'm not sure if it's enough. It's like that 4-8 and eight record, it just kind of feels like the out record at this point in time for me. There's more hope for a, fi- uh, for a mediocre 5-7 team at this point than, than a good 4-8 team. And I'm not convinced that the Seahawks are a good 4-8 and eight team at this point in time. Who knows? Go out, beat up on the Texans, put together a win streak. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to have to see more than the Texans to really start believing here. Um, but at the same time, it, it could. You know, stranger things have happened. We uh, uh, that nine and eighteen could make the playoffs in this NFC playoff picture. Moving up the list uh, to the 22nd spot, the Denver Broncos, six and six, fresh off a uh, prime time loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. That game got flexed into the prime time. Um, you know, one thing to say, that secondary looked strong yet again. A lot of the plays and scores that the Kansas City Chiefs had, they had off of turnovers, uh, off of a muff, muff punt, off of a strong rushing attack. Um, there was only one There was only one real breakdown where the Kansas City offense um, did it to that secondary. So compliment that secondary yet again. Yes, I get it, Kansas City's been struggling, but Denver's kind of been doing this, the the, the, le, the better portion of the last month. Uh, with that said, it is clear that they do not have the quarterback of the future on their roster at all. Uh, honestly, they don't have the quarterback of the present on their roster at, at this point in time. Um yeah, Javante Williams looks like he's uh like he's going to be really good and everything. He looks like he's going to be around for a bit. And those weapons look like they have the potential, but they don't have the quarterback that can get the ball to the weapons at this point. And this is the difference between the Broncos being a mediocre team and the Broncos being a playoff team. The, the, they're a quarterback away, but it's so hard to find that quarterback in today's NFL. And unfortunately for them at the record of six and six it's going to be really hard for them to get it in the draft this year too now granted you know maybe maybe a well no i I was just going to say new england wasn't terrible you know they were picking with the 15th pick of the draft and they got mac jones so anything could happen but this year's quarterback class is not last year's quarterback uh this this year's coming uh draft class isn't this past year's quarterback rookie class so um I don't know. I mean, and it, they're they're going to be playing host to Detroit this week. And that, that could usually end up being another win. And that's just more false playoff for a team without a quarterback. Honestly, this Broncos team could end up in the playoffs and without a quarterback. It's just going to it's just going to make the whole thing that much worse for them. They need to find a way to get that problem solved. All right. Coming in at the 21st spot with the Philadelphia Eagles the six and seven W Eagles. I already talked about their win over the New York Jets. Um I'm gonna give them some level of credit here. Uh because you know Gardner Minshew came in and he 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 lit it up and the run game was strong even without Miles Sanders. Kenneth Gainwell stepped in, looked good um uh Deontay um not Deontay uh, Devontae Harris uh is it, obviously the real deal moving forward and that, you know but uh, and the, the Eagles are hot. They're on a win streak. They could very well be a playoff team. It, they obviously have to get some help, but you know if they just continue to win by whether it's by run, pass, defense, or ref, uh, then then they will find themselves in a picture that you know they're a half game out going into their bye. Uh, if they if one of the two teams in front of them slips up even just a little, they could be in a playoff spot right off their bye. Um, actually, I'm not 100% sure percent sure that's a true statement they, they would need some serious help but at the same time you know Philly is very much alive in this playoff picture they're running strong Jalen Hurts is going to get healthy over this bye week the defense does enough and the Eagles could put themselves could easily put themselves into the playoff picture they have enough games in hands with the teams that they have to beat in order to make the postseason uh, coming in at 20 the Las Vegas Raiders 6-6, six and six, fresh off a loss to Washington. Uh, it's been rough for uh, L.A. recently, and, you know, it's also been back and forth. One week they get an impressive win over the Cowboys. The next week they they, they drop a bad one to the uh, Washington football team. This team is consistently inconsistent. This team, we never know what version of this team we're getting. We, do, we don't know if we're going to get the inspired team that wants to – that wants to win and mixed adver- uh, uh, adversary or whether the team that it is is just kind of defeated at this point in time. Um, you know, when, when a team is just consistently inconsistent, there are 500 teams. Oh, wow. Look at that record. It's six and six. Uh, yes. Do I think a nine and eight record can make the playoffs in the NFC? I certainly do. Do so I think a nine and eight record to make the playoffs in the AFC? I certainly don't. Uh, I think the AFC, though it's, teams at the the peak well i mean with new england now um the nfc seems to have more teams at the peak of the nfl but the afc has more teams in the good range of the nfl right now so uh so i don't think that um the raiders need to show the team that beat the cowboys more often than the team that lost to the washington football team and they have a chance to get it straightened out in the division this week um, at Kansas city. Is it at Kansas city? Um, no. Yeah. It is at Kansas city and um, you know, they're going to have to play them much better than they did last time, because last time they didn't follow the formula to beat Kansas city. And that was Kansas City's um, One of the Kansas city's top offensive performances of the season. Kansas city's offense has been shut down since then. It was shut down before then, but maybe shut down too strong of a term. Kansas city has been winning with their defense for the last two months, other than uh, when they have won, other than the one game that they played the Raiders. So, um, yeah, they got to get that corrected. And who knows? Maybe maybe Dr. Jekyll shows up this week for them. Coming in at 19, we have the Cleveland Browns, 6-6, six and six, fresh off a of bye week, going uh, hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you know, this is put-up or shut-up time at this point in time. Uh, and I'm not even sure that uh, – I, I've gotten down on the quarterback situations in Denver and in, uh, and in New Orleans. And, you know, at this point in time, it's just it's time to throw Baker under the bus, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say. That defense is ready to win a championship right now. Well, I, who knows? Like, because that defense has had some pretty bad performances. Like, the Cleveland Browns are another very inconsistent team that keeps on fluctuating up and down. They show you highs one week. They show you lows the next. Looks like another 500 team to me, right in that uh, eight and nine to nine and eight range. With that said, they they do have players like Nick Chubb and like Miles Garrett that I think could take over and steal an extra win in there for them. So they could end up as a 10 and 17, but at this point in time, they have to go four and one. I'm not sure that's going to be enough. Um, they, They. and it's not like they're just you know they have to do it against Baltimore this week. So one step at a time, get the win over Baltimore. See if you can move forward from there. Uh, they are fresh off the bye week. Maybe Stefanski has found a way to mo- motivate them over the bye week. Uh, Kareem Hunt has had another week to get healthy, and who knows? Maybe they can return to uh, Hunt and Chubb dominating on the ground and the defense limiting the other team. And Winning, uh, winning close defensive struggles over opponents. Take the, take the ball out of Baker's hand as much as possible. Coming in at 18, uh, but you know the big problem with the Browns is there are teams surging that were behind them before. Like the, Coming in at 18, Miami Dolphins at 6-7, and seven, fresh off the win over the New York Giants. They don't play this week. They're on a bye. Uh, that defense has looked the part of what they were last year. That defense has clamped down. They, they have gone on a run. They have led this team back from the brink of the relevancy and put them right into the thick of the playoff picture. Dolphins have to win out at this point in time in order to realistically have a shot in the um, at a playoff spot. But with the way their defense is playing, you know, and taking it one game at a time, they're already on a, uh, a nice, a nice hot four game win streak and uh, no, a uh, three game win streak and, know, honestly, this defense, can continue to, if they can continue to limit, if Katua can continue to grow, and if Jalen Waddle can continue to emerge as a superstar that he is becoming, these Dolphins can make, make a racket and potentially go to the playoffs and be a dangerous out if they make it in there. Moving up the list is at number 17. It's the 6-5-1. Pittsburgh Steelers off a huge win over the Baltimore Ravens hosting them. And entering a huge game tonight against the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota is a team that is currently on the outside looking in, as a result of as a result of a stunning loss to Detroit. Uh, I'm going to cover Pittsburgh and Minnesota together because Minnesota is in the 16th spot on my list at five and seven, fresh off that Lewis loss to Detroit, playing Pittsburgh tonight. This is tonight's game. Um, it should be great because these two teams are literally playing for their playoff lives. Yes, I get it; the Steelers are game and a half better, but Honestly, Minnesota's looked like the sharper team the majority of the season. And it will be – it's going to take a – it's probably going to take a less record to get that final spot in the NFC than the AFC. So really, these two teams are sitting in the same exact – kind of the same exact spot right now. The loser is not going to have – is probably not going to have another shot to make the playoffs this year. Now, it it could happen. Uh, You know, uh, crazy comebacks could happen. Either one of these teams could win out after this loss. But at the same time, it doesn't. these two teams don't seem to have that, that special something going for them that's going to help them win out. Uh, T.J. Watt is going to be healthy for tonight. Uh, Galvin Cook is going to be a game-time decision. Adam Thielen is out. Uh, but, you know, the, the truth is the Vikings have talented uh, receivers uh, and, and a tight end. And uh, um, they have uh, Tyler Conklin and um, they have – oh, what's his face? Uh, I picked them up in a couple of weeks. Um, they have Alexander Madison backing up um, Dalvin Cook, and why can I not remember the name of the wide receiver who is go- going to be replacing Adam Thielen? Not that you ever really replace Adam Thielen, but um, you get what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, uh, there we go. Uh, KJ Osborne. Okay, so yeah, so so we are seeing some backups, and you know we're waiting to see. Big Ben still, um, if he can do anything with this team this year, he, he came, he helped this team win this past week. But uh, at, you know, at, at the same time, he's just, they've been winning because of the run game of defense. Uh, Najee Harris continues to lead all rookie rushers. Uh, this is, this is going to be, this should be a great game tonight among, between two desperate teams that know this is their final stack. Okay, moving right up the list to number 15 is the Washington football team at a record in six and 6 Yes, the Washington football team, I've had them consistently in the bottom, probably the bottom eight over the course of the majority of the season. But, you know, suddenly a win streak comes out of nowhere. The defense actually is starting to look like a talented defense. At, you know, not what we thought they were going to be. But ever since they lost Chase Young and, and, and they had the win over Tampa Bay that week, They've just rattled off three straight wins. The defense has looked strong. The defense has looked good. Maybe not a top two or three, but definitely a top ten during that time, if not even close to a top five. The offense continues to play opportunistic. Um, Taylor Heineke is developing into a nice quarterback. Uh, Antonio Gibson has found his way back. Um, L- Logan Thomas came back, but now he's injured again. Ricky Sales jones is back in. Uh, and Scary Terry continues to uh, terrorize opposing defenses. Yeah, um, honestly. And uh, DeAndre Carter, their kick returner uh, slash gadget player, um, he's, he's really made that team relevant in all three phases. And uh, yeah, this Washington football team can do things, and they control their own destiny for the division still at this point. They're two games back, and they had two games in hand of Dallas. So in theory, they're, they're still very much alive in everything. Well, it's not the bye, but it's it's crazy to think that a team that looked as pathetic as they did for so long has found their way back to not only relevance, but literally in the playoffs of the season we're in today. Uh, hats off to uh, Riverboat Ron, who's doing all the right things over there. Coming at 14, the Cincinnati Bengals had a record of 75. fresh off a, a confusing loss to, like, Honestly, Cincinnati will go and blow out one team uh, one week, and then get blown out by another relevant playoff team the next. Um, I don't think that Cincinnati's as inconsistent as some of the teams that I mentioned before, because Cincinnati doesn't seem to. Well, no, they do lose to bad teams. They off to the Jets, um, but you know Cincinnati tends to beat up on on bad teams as a whole, and then just be inconsistent versus other high-end playoff teams. I do believe that the Bengals are a playoff team. Um, if the season were to end today, uh, if the season were to end today, we'd have uh, Green Bay, Tennessee, Kansas City, uh, Baltimore, and then Chargers, Bills, and Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals would still be in the postseason. So, yeah, uh, they have a tough game against San Francisco this week. It actually should be a very interesting game and you know what double dip in here because my number 13 is san francisco six and six fresh off that uh big uh, big loss to seattle so both of these teams are coming both of these teams have been hot they've been good uh they, they've been at, at their peaks they're two of the better teams in the league edge to san francisco uh san francisco's been a little hotter but at the same time they're in similar situations uh a win definitely helps them a lot since solidifying their uh that it's at Cincinnati. The win definitely helps them a lot. in solidifying their place in the playoffs. They're both currently clinging on to the bottom spots right now, um, either six or seven. Uh, A loss does hamper their playoff. Hopes a little more, more, uh, not more so for either, really. Um, But they could still, the loser could still come back and make the playoffs in either the AFC or the NFC, but it's going to be an uphill climb for them. And the winner is, is going to be in a, in a much better situation as far as definitely securing that spot. Uh, n- notable things for this game, uh, you know, uh, Joe Mixon continues to be a force at running back. That defense with um, for San Francisco with uh, Fred Warner is back healthy, and uh, Aziz Alshayer, uh are, are just anchoring down the center of that team. And, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm correct. Eli Mitchell is going to be back for this game. So, um, so yeah, there's, you know, the, the, again, this is going to be the showcase of this game is going to be the San Francisco offense versus Cincinnati defense. We'll get more into that uh, when we release the next show. But this, this should be a great game that sends these teams opposite ways. Coming in at 12 is the Tennessee Titans, 8-4, fresh off the bye week, going to be playing Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, they've lost the good teams. Uh, they've, yeah, they've lost the bad teams in the Jets and the Texans. But at the same point in time, they're fresh off a of bye. They have Julio Jones back. They're going to be getting AJ Brown back another week. Hopefully Derek can, uh, with that uh stabilized, hopefully this bye week had some level of uh stabilizing for them and that that they figured out how they'd uh you know how, how they'd work around and, and get to the playoffs and you know they're they're still very much in the playoff picture they're still very much leading the division they have a two-game lead in the loss column they have the tiebreakers so really they have a three game lead at this point in time With five games left to play, their their receiving core is going to be healthy again in another week. The Titans may have survived the storm. And if they survive the storm completely, they get Derrick Henry back for the playoffs. So don't count this Titans team out. They've managed to just kind of tread water and stay relevant despite the fact that they've been depleted on offense. Coming at 11 is the Baltimore Ravens, eight and four fresh off that loss at Pittsburgh. Honestly, kick the extra point and go to overtime. You're the better team. Seriously, just kick it. You have a guy in Justin Tucker who's never going to miss that extra point for you. You have an offense in Pittsburgh that has struggled. You have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback. Like seriously, kick the extra point, go to overtime. John Harbaugh, this loss is on you. It's not. It's not on Lamar Jackson. It's not on Mark Andrews. You, you you allowed you gave them one play to win the game, and you knew you had to trick both Minka Fitzpatrick and T.J. Watt in order to make that play work. Those two guys don't get tricked, and it's a, but the crazy part is you actually pulled off tricking uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, but you can't trick them both on the same play. That was stupid. The Ravens should have a clear stranglehold on that division right now. Honestly, they're the best team in that division. It's, uh, but you know the, the the truth is, you got cute. You wanted to be done with the game, and you lost because of it. You lost because of your own hubris. Uh, I don't know what to say beyond that. Don't let it happen at Cleveland. Seriously, just don't let it happen at Cleveland. Better yet, shut down that rushing attack, and. Don't even make you come down to the final drive. Okay. Baltimore is is the most talented team in that division now at this point in time dur- during the season. And um, yeah, I know they lost Marlon Humphrey, and that defense continues to get that, that, that defense continues to have one major injury after another, but they still have Lamar Jackson. Devontae Freeman has been strong uh, co- coming on recently. And, uh, you know, it's when you have a guy like Lamar Jackson, you're never out. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what to say because really we should be looking at a nine and three Baltimore team that has taken a stranglehold in that division that is still on the top of the AFC, but the truth is Harbaugh bullet coming to our top 10 coming in a 10th spot it's the Los Angeles Chargers at a record of second five. Fresh off a huge win over Cincinnati, Justin Herbert has been playing strong. but like, I mean, if the season started two weeks ago, Justin Herbert would be an MVP candidate right at this point in time. Who knows? Maybe he works his way into the race. No one has clearly ran away and hid with it. If he continues to put together a performance like the ones that... Uh, he has recently put together over the course of the last two weeks and he doesn't have any of those trip ups and he doesn't have any of those stumbles and he doesn't have any, any of those bad games or uh, bad losses, then you know, the the sky can be the limit because at his best, he's as good as anyone, if not better than uh, anyone in the league. So um, yeah, Justin Herbert uh, has come on. And as a result of it, um, their characters have been have been working themselves their, their back into uh, a prime position in the playoff picture. They played the New York Giants this week. They have to not get caught up on that defense. They need to keep the momentum going. Uh, the Giants ho- uh, have a defense that can pose problems. But uh, with Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen and you know Mike Williams and uh, the Giants secondary is still a little bit depleted, they can make it happen. They just have to make sure not to fall back into their old ways. Coming at nine, fresh off their loss to New England in prime time on Monday Night football is the seven and five Buffalo Bills going to another difficult spot. Uh, Going into another difficult game at Tampa Bay this week. Uh, Tom Brady already knows uh, how to play this uh, how to play this Bills team. And, you know, honestly, um, yeah, uh, Buffalo needs to prove that they can hang with the big boys. They've done a lot of beating up on the bad teams in the league, and they've done a lot of losing to the good teams of the league so um, honestly if they can if they if they lose back to back to New England and Tampa Bay I don't care that it's New England and Tampa Bay, but I'm going to be dropping them and, and you know what they're going to be seven and six at that point in time they might not if, but if the bills don't step it up and rise to the challenge in Tampa Bay, they might not be in the playoffs if the season were to end at the end of the week. Yeah, I, I fully believe that the Bills are going to find their way into the playoffs. But at this point, they're not, a, they're not the favorite to win that division anymore. It's pretty clear that New England is the class of the AFC East again now. Buffalo has to make sure they get into the playoffs so that they can prove that they belong there amongst the elite teams in the league. Coming in at you know, the number eight spot is the Dallas Cowboys, eight and four fresh off their win at New Orleans. Uh, Dallas has been struggling over the course of uh, the last few weeks. Um, the offense hasn't been what, what, what it's been over the course of the first half of the season. Um, New Orleans is a bad team. You know what? You, you, you want to prove that you're over it. I mean, you want to just silence all this talk of Washington can come back and, um, you know, Washington come back and take the division. Going to Washington and beat them this week. Dak, you got the talent. You got the personal talent. You got the talent around you. Yes, it looks like Tony Pollard uh, is going to be a game time decision, but the wide receiver four is loaded and it's it's all back. You still have Zeke. You still have uh, one of the best tight end tandems in the league. And you have an opportunistic defense. Micah Parsons is, forget defensive rookie of the year. He's going to steal a couple of defensive player of the year votes at this point in time. Um, Trayvon Diggs has another interception. I believe that was the double digit number now. Uh, no, one shy of double digits at this point. Uh, you know, it would be hard to believe that he doesn't get at this point in time. And as a whole, this, this Dallas defense continues to uh, create turnovers, they do continue to give up yards, but they play opportunistic defense. And if they continue to do that, and this offense gets its way back on track, which I understand. I'm actually more forgiven of this Cowboys offense than most are because I understand that they've been dealing with injuries and that uh, it's been hard to get all healthy at one point in time. And even when all the players have been on the field, they haven't all been healthy. Um, Because, you know, Zeke's been playing hurt. Dak played hurt for a little bit. But it's at a certain point in time, this offense does need to come back and show, yeah, no, we are still one of the top two or three units in the league. And they have the potential, and hopefully we see that again before the playoffs, and hopefully we see that in the playoffs too. Coming in at seven, we have the Los Angeles Rams eight and four, fresh off a blowout win over Jacksonville, going to uh, <laughs> going to Arizona, going to desert, take on the Cardinals. Um, the Rams are like, man, they're one and three against the elite teams in the league. With that win over Tampa Bay, that seems just such a distant memory at this point in time. Um, I'm I'm done pretending the Rams are amongst the elite of the league. I'm reserving that for maybe four teams, maybe five teams, but one of them doesn't have the record to back it up. So let's just say four teams. even with a win over Arizona i don't think they put themselves back into the conversation of the elite of the league with that said they would solidify that they're definitely going to be the fifth seed in the playoffs if they can do it um, at this point in time the rams are more in jeopardy in my opinion cuz i know it's it, it's it's even you know they're two games up on the sixth seed and they're two games behind in the division um, but at the same point in time, they they've they seem to play more like the teams behind them, like a San Francisco. And by the way, they've lost to San Francisco than they have seemed to play like Arizona. Just to, once again, my opinion. Um, They need this win. They need this win to take a stranglehold on that fifth seed. They need this win to prove to themselves that they can beat the most elite teams in the league. OBJ has started to look good again over the course of the last two weeks. Von Miller started to contribute. Uh Van Jefferson's had a couple of bad drops, but at the same point in time, he has contributed. Matthew Safford has gone back to looking like he uh looking like he could be, be a, an MVP candidate. Uh Cooper Cup continues to amaze. It, you know, and Aaron Donald is still the, the best player in the league. They're going to face an Arizona team that is just but even without their big weapons was clicking on all cylinders and uh, the the big weapons are back. Murray and D hopper back. So, um, you know, this is going to be a tough game. This isn't going to be an easy game. It's going to, it's in the desert so though, to be honest, I'm, I don't know how, how much of the home field advantage I view the Arizona Cardinals really having. Um, it's not, it's not a crazy place to win. Um, it's a place that a team that's as talented as the Rams could win in Um it's just I, I need to see that this Rams team can actually beat the elite team before I think that they're going to do it. With that said, they're still one of the top teams in the league. I just wouldn't call them amongst truly the league. Moving up to number six, uh, I've been hard on this team for a while, but uh, honestly, a five-game win streak uh, kind of cures quite a bit. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have finally cracked my top ten, and <laughs> um, have gone into the, the top six at a record of eight and four, fresh off of uh, what I thought was a fairly impressive win uh, over Denver going to Las Vegas to play the Raiders this week. If the Raiders stumble and play them the same way twice, uh, which, you know, who knows what the Raiders are thinking at this point in time. Uh, honestly, I think the Chiefs are beating the Raiders. It's, it doesn't, uh, I haven't seen anything that would make me think otherwise. No, I don't believe the Chiefs offense is back on track yet. Uh, there's still something that weird going on from Mahomes. homes. But with that said, this defense has proven that it's kind of like we're not just going to keep our team in games. We're going to help the Kins and the Chiefs win games. Uh, Juan Thornhill with a huge interception. Dan Sorensen with a pick six to seal the victory. And, uh, you know, honestly, the, this this defense has learned to win games for that offense. And if that offense ever gets started again, if they can ever go learn to go that 14-play drive, Without the mistakes, without the penalties or the turnovers, then you know what? It's it's going to be, it's going to be a, it's going this team's going to be amazing again. And when teams start to cheat on that run game, Cheetah is going to hit them deep. So, so yeah, uh, it's not clicking in the way that we thought it would click. But this Chiefs team is really good. They're making the playoffs. And they're going to be a dangerous out when we get there, especially if they find a way to cure the offensive boats. Coming in at number five is the seven and six Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they had that hiccup in Tampa Bay. They went back to absolutely dominating against the Houston Texans. Jonathan Taylor has a freaky shotgun streak going. He, A lot of people are calling MVP, huh? Personally, when it comes to me, it's kind of like, if you weren't going to give it to Derrick Henry this year, why are you going to give it to Jonathan Taylor uh, last year? If you weren't going to give it to Derrick Henry last year for the 2000 yard season, why are you going to give it to Jonathan Taylor this year? Um, uh, I think that would be an insult to Derrick Henry if Jonathan Taylor won it, but I can still see the cases for Jonathan Taylor winning the MVP. I just kind of still feel either way that, um, people are going to vote for a quarterback at some point in time. And maybe because no quarterback has distinguished themselves as the guy, you know, maybe Brady Rogers, um, but because no one has really distinguished themselves as the, the guy votes will split and Jonathan Taylor will sneak in and win it. Uh, that would be pretty awesome. Um, but, you know, at the same point in time, uh, it, this team isn't just Jonathan Taylor at this time. Uh, opportunistic pass game, Carson Wentz has looked good in the career, Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner. Anymore going down the list, that, that defense is as good as any in the league. Obviously, they had that hiccup versus the Bucks, but you know what? That Bucks offense is weapons and it has Tom Brady, and uh, it, it's it was a great game. Um, and uh, yeah, no, the the uh, a team that was as hot as Indy for as long as Indy was had to have a letdown at some point in time. It might as well be against a team like Tampa Bay out of conference, uh, near the top of the league. So, you know, this way they. They could grow, they could learn, they could refocus, and uh, they could come back out and be dominant again. The seven and six record is, is kind of scary at this point in time, but it's only scary uh, if you don't think you can win games at this point. And honestly, India has as good of a chance as winning out over the last four as any team in the league, in my opinion, because they're just that good. They're just that dominant, and they collectively they play the sport as a team, and um, they really have no weak spot. Moving up the list, number four, the Green Bay Packers to by nine and three. Aaron Rodgers seems to be healthy. Um, we still don't know what's going on with Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones, but AJ Dillon has done great on the fill-in. And uh, this Packers defense is getting back some really important players. It looks like Devon Campbell is going to be back in time from his COVID stint. Uh Zadarius Smith should be coming back soon. Jair Alexander should be coming back soon. There's a, there's a lot. If they're not going to be back this week, they should both be back next week you know, honestly, this team has found a way, this defense has found a way to clamp down and win without them. Adding Jair Alexander and Zedaria Smith back into the mix. Wow. Like, seriously, uh, the Packers defense is, you know, uh, it it is going to be amongst one of the better ones in the league. And, um, and there's still Aaron Rodgers, the Devontae Adams on the other side of the ball, both healthy, both playing strong. So, Honestly, I, you can't really, really can't pick on the Packers at this point if you want to. Um, they're they're as good of a team as there is in the NFL. Moving up the list to number three is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, caught at nine and three, also, uh, fresh off that blowout win over Atlanta, hosting the Buffalo Bills this week uh, in the warm weather, not in the cold weather. <laughs> Something that's going to work out better for them, the Buffalo. Um, so, uh, Buffalo will like not having to play in 50 mile an hour wind though. <laughs> um, yeah. What, what can you say uh, for, for a little bit there, it looked like Tom Brady was picking up, uh, uh, hitting a, you know, hiccup in the road and um, uh, with too many turnovers and, and too few games, the back-to-back losses and whatnot, but he's come back and he silenced all that over the course of the last two weeks. And uh, yeah, no, he's just once again proven. Yeah. I'm uh, Tommy terrific and I'm here to stay. Um, Vita Bay is getting closer to return. That defense is healthier. It still, it still isn't what it used to be, but it, once again, it, it's getting like like the Washington defense. It's getting better. Um. So and that offense is is getting healthy. They're getting their weapons back. Yes, they're going to be without Antonio Brown, and uh, the defense is going to be about Mike Edwards because those uh, because of those forged ID cards, uh, COVID ID cards. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we all heard too much about that at this point in time, but uh, who knows? Maybe that just got the distraction out of there and uh, um, he he won't be a distraction moving forward. Um, Who knows? Um, That's the only thing that I could see stopping this team if AB becomes uh, a problem for the organization. But uh, I'd like to think that this organization isn't going to allow... If he causes any additional drama, I'd like to think this organization will cut ties before it becomes a problem. <laughs> Noting other decisions they've made this season, we'll just leave that at that. But, uh, you know, Tampa Bay is playing with the goat, and he looks like he's out to win another. Uh, but uh, the team above them is uh, the one team, the team that I put in second is also playing with the goat. Uh, His name is Bill Belichick, and um, it's nine and four coming off that win at Buffalo. Honestly, I absolutely, as a Jets fan, I absolutely hate giving praise to the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. But you've got to give it where it's due. Bill has found a way to reconstruct this team and move forward into another great era of Patriots football. This defense, the, they are the only team in the league with a top three offense and a top three defense. The run game is a, is a run back by committee, but continues to be as strong as it ever was. The defense is as elite as any of the defenses. I'm not going to go too overboard. This is a elite. Patriots championship defense and Mac Jones and 50 man hour win in a hostile environment up in Buffalo, cold weather, Bills Mafia, everything didn't lose them the game. Not granted, he didn't give he didn't get a chance to do it because he only threw so many passes. He he threw it was less than five passes. I don't know what the final count was. Um, the fact that the Patriots made that work at all when. When that's what the Bills had to take away, though, was, was absolutely insane. Like, you know, Bill finds a way to make things happen. He has proven once again that he is a genius. And as far as I'm concerned, he has validated that he himself is also the GOAT. Not that it takes away anything from Tom Brady, but the conversations of the last year until about a month ago where people were uh, where some people were indicating uh implying that um uh bill's success was because of brady is definitely can be silenced at this point in time because yeah he might not have won a championship but he put a team back together with only a one-year absence he has a quarterback of the future he has a suffocating defense and he has a great running back committee that will continue to take this team deep into January, if not February football. And they have the one seed in the, uh, in the AFC too. So so as of right now, the AFC is going through New England again. Yes, the AFC is going through New England, as torturous as that sounds. Now, you know, as great as that sounds, it, let's just throw the Jets fan aside for a moment. Uh, it, it's, it is great to see a franchise that looked like it might have been falling apart, reestablished dominance as quickly as it was. We are truly seeing something special. We are seeing it with Brady in Tampa. We're seeing it with Bill in New England. And um, as of right now, no storyline would be better for the Super Bowl than if that happened. But the number one team on the list is going to have something to say about that because the Arizona Cardinals have been playing the best football in the league um and i get it that uh and, you know that, that that might not even be a fair statement because because the gap has been closed but the fact that uh they serve, the fact that they went two and one without d hop and murray on the field and the fact that they got both of them back last week and that they connected on that early touchdown and they just went on to victory and jordan hicks with a big game and uh, you know, continuing Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker and Chandler Jones and so on and so forth. Marcus Golden, that, that defense is performing. Isaiah Simmons, uh, they got the weapons on the offense. They got Matt Pratter, who's as good of a kicker as any in the league. And uh, well, one, no, not Justin Tucker, as good as any kicker, not named Tucker in the league. And, uh, you know, honestly, this team is getting healthy. They're getting back at the right point in time. They have a chance to make another statement versus the Rams. I don't see why they're not going to make that statement this week. They are the best team in football. No, I'm not going to say period because I, I I will be honest. Green Bay getting healthy and New England uh, performing the way it is does start to scare me for, for the first time. But I there is no reason to believe that the, the Cardinals are going to falter. Their game up of the, the NFC, the the playoffs are going to go through the desert, uh, so they're going to avoid the, so they're going to avoid any cold weather on the on the way to a uh, on the way to a domed Los Angeles Super Bowl, and uh, really it's all kind of set up. It just at this point in time, we just have to see Kyler Murray prove that he can win in the playoffs. Um, so it's his it's his third year now. Uh, he hasn't been in the postseason the first two years. So, yeah, we get to watch the making of a legacy for Kyler Murray or see if he's just another quarterback who can put up the big numbers in the regular season and not be relevant in the playoffs. Um, it'll be interesting to see who Tyler, or Kyler Murray is once the postseason begins. And honestly, it'll be at some point in time, he's going to have to beat the Packers or, or the Buccaneers in order to go all the way. Potentially both. Who knows, right? Um, More than likely not both because, you know, uh, probably at least one, potentially both. Um, And those games are going to be exciting to watch the the new versus the old. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, This Cardinals team has survived the injuries and is now ready to start steamrolling opponents again and uh yeah that's everything so uh thank you guys uh thank you guys for listening thank you guys for tuning in thank you guys for supporting the JML for real brand whether it be through five-star uh feedback uh reviews on uh on google and apple or whether it be by listening to the podcast whether it be by participating in the jamil for real community uh the PICs competition is um is over ethan shukas has won so congratulations to ethan um yeah no, no one challenged him before the right time so uh yeah congrats ethan uh we will be uh we will be coming up with a reward for you and uh yeah i know you you will definitely be receiving that soon uh thank you all who who are just a part of this community thank you the world and sport for allowing me to have written for them and um uh, thank you to anchor for hosting the podcast remember hashtag IDP awareness that is hashtag IDP awareness to celebrate top defensive players. I've um, gotten back to that statement, segment on my social media. Going to be doing some of that tonight, maybe a little bit of live tweeting during the game. And uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, got all the social medias back on track this week. And uh, no, th- thank you all for tuning in and listening. And uh, uh, yeah, so this is uh, j Just um, w- once again, uh, giving shout outs uh, to the goats that are that, that that are that, that are on top in these standings and for, the, uh, for, for for the great play that we're going to be seeing this uh, this week in the NFL. Thank you all for tuning in this this channel out.